from The Forecaster. Check it out, theforecaster.net. Michael Hoffer with us here on the show, on the phone. And, Michael, first of all, you're covering everything high school sports in the Forecaster's coverage area, including EL versus Portland uh, a few days ago. Double overtime thriller, and EL got the win. What are your major takeaways from covering that game? Well, you know, if I had to tell someone uh, about this year's Class AA boys basketball season, I would say, you know, check out this game because it really epitomized what Class AA is all about this year, and it's so much parity and uh, that these teams are so close that in some cases 32 minutes isn't enough. You know, that particular game was very interesting. Uh, it looked like Edward Little, uh, it looked like Portland had it won late in regulation. They were up five with a minute left, couldn't hit free throws. EL did a nice job battling back, and it looked like Edward Little had the game won in the first overtime. Portland had to make two free throws with a fraction of a second left. So it looked like they were taking all the momentum to the second OT. Uh, no, but it was Edward Little that was making the big plays and hitting the big shots, and they got out of there with the win. But a fun game to cover. I uh, wouldn't be shocked if these teams meet again uh, down here sometime in late February, deep into the tournament. Uh, but, you know, you look at the heels right now, and you look at Class AA, there's 16 teams between the North and the South, and I would argue that there's probably a dozen mm. that feel like they could, they could go on a big run, and I think you'd have to believe that. Uh, you know, you look at the Bangor's having a resurgent season, which is great. You know, anyone that's familiar with the history of Maine basketball knows that it's always better when Bangor's competitive. Uh, Edward Little, the defending champ, they've only lost the one game to Bangor. Uh, and you look at Portland right now, they're six in the heels, but they're five and three, and those uh, three losses have all, could all have been wins. You know, no one's going to want to play them in February. Deering's very dangerous. Oxford Hills is dangerous. You know, and down south you got T.A. and Bonnie Eagle with the better records, but South Portland's actually in the first spot right now. Uh, Scarborough, the defending regional champs, can't be overlooked. So, you know, it's going to be a very fun tournament. I've got the uh, Portland-South Portland game tonight. Mm. And those teams, of course, met in the state game in 2016 and 2017. A lot of people thought they were going to meet again last year. It didn't happen. Uh, you know, there's a good chance that they could meet again this year. So uh, if you're a fan and you just want, you know, teams to have a shot, this is your year because uh, it's, it's really wide open and it's really fun to watch. It is wide open because Oxford Hills Boys Basketball, which we cover on our sister station here in 96.9, I mean, they almost had Portland beat. They basically had Portland beat. And then Portland hit a three at the buzzer to force right. overtime, and then Portland won that game. And then Oxford Hills did beat Bangor right. um, at home uh, there at Oxford Hills. And so, yeah, I mean, I th- I, th- I still think Everett Little's probably the best team in Class AA uh-huh. North, but I think it is very, very close. I agree. So Yeah, I mean, I, I, yeah, I agree. I, I guess if you forced me to, I would, I would put them maybe just a little bit of a smidgen ahead of a, you know, a handful of other teams. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, you know, you're looking at Oxford Hill's schedule, they did beat South Portland as well in a very close game. And it just, yes. you know, it seems like the vast majority of these games, you know, Portland barely beat Sanford the other night. They were down by a point with a few seconds left. They made one of two free throws, you know, got the rebound and then hit a buzzer beater. Uh, you know, and Sanford's two and seven, but, you know, everyone mm. down here is saying they're the best two and seven team they've ever seen. And that just speaks <laughs> to the fact that, that literally yeah. just about anyone can get, can beat anyone on a given night. And, you know, if you're a fan or if you're in the media, it, it, it's great. If you're a coach, I don't know if it's so much fun. <laughs> right, right. And then on the, on the forecaster.net right now, you have an article up, New Year Brings Triumph, Promise for Mid-Coast Teams. Uh, tell us about that article and what people can learn from it. Well, it's just, you know, I think a lot of teams are off to a good start. you got the Brunswick girls basketball team uh, probably, you know, has been the most successful so far. And they were in the state game two years ago. They lost to Greeley in the regional final last year. And, you know, they did lose to Greeley early on uh, over the holiday tournament. So, you know, it looks like Greeley is still the uh, the cream of the crop in Class A girls basketball. And they reinforced that point on Saturday 
when they had a nice win uh, against Gorham. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, up, up in that part of the state, you know, I think Brunswick, they're going to make another deep playoff run, no question about it. And then in A-South, you've also got teams like uh, Marshwood and Kennebunk who have very good records. So, uh, you know, Greeley's the clear favorite, but there are some teams that are going to challenge them. And, uh, you know, perhaps on, on a given night, if Greeley doesn't shoot well, you know, anything's possible. But, you know, that Greeley team is fun to watch. And if, if, you, had, if you haven't had a chance to see them play, I uh, strongly encourage you to do so because, you know, Anna DeWolf is something special. And she's going to take her game to Fordham next year. So she won't be playing in Maine anymore. So if you get a chance to see her play, and the same thing goes with Mackenzie Holmes at Fordham, I strongly encourage people to get out and do it. And then tonight, it looks like, yeah, you mentioned uh, Portland, South Portland boys at 8, but it looks like here you've also got Scarborough taking on Gorham at 530 in girls basketball. Thoughts on that game coming up this evening? Right, and you know, and double A girls basketball is the same story as the boys, where mm-hmm. it's very wide open. Uh, you've really got a three horse race down in the south, where uh, Scarborough's already beaten Gorham earlier this year in Gorham, uh, and then South Portland has beaten Scarborough. And right now, South Portland might be the hottest team of all. Uh, they're playing very well right now. Um, so I think tonight's game is going to be interesting. Can Scarborough sweep the regular season series against Gorham? And that's something they haven't done in a long, long time. If they do. You know, that's certainly going to help them heel point-wise, uh, confidence-wise. You know, I think maybe in the minds of most people, they're the third best out of those three teams. But, you know, clearly that won't be the case if they win tonight. And I know South Portland's itching for a chance to get another crack at Gorham, which they will in early February. You know, of course, Gorham upset them in the semis last year when South Portland thought it was on its way to a state title. And, you know, even though that team graduated some key players, this year's team is looking terrific, and maybe this is the squad that finishes what last year's couldn't. So, you know, a lot of talk about those three teams. And then up north, you know, it's a very similar story to what we talked to on the boys' side. You know, on a given night, it can be anybody. I think Oxford Hills is probably the best team up there. Uh, and, you know, their record right now shows it. But, you know, I wouldn't say they're a slam dunk. You know, sadly, Wyndham was off to a great start, 7-0. and uh, Their star player, Hannah Callen, suffered an ACL injury. Now she's out for the year. So and that's going to bring them back to the pack. That really hurt them because South Portland hammered Wyndham the other day. Yeah, yeah, and I, I expected that was going to be a much more competitive game, and I think, uh, you know, it, it probably would have been had, had hands held and play. I'm not sure they would have beaten South Portland, but I think it would have been much more competitive. But, you know, that certainly now changes the complexion of this whole region. You know, I think that, that solidifies Oxford Hills as a favorite. I mean, Edward Little is the defending champ. You can't overlook them, sure. and they, of course, knocked off Oxford Hills in the playoffs last year. Bangor's been competitive. You know, if Portland could stay healthy, they could beat anyone on a given night. And I think injuries are a big factor down in this part of the state. Portland, Deering, Wyndham, all uh, battling injuries. So, you know, that'll be something to watch as we go on. But, you know, as is the case with the boys, expecting a lot of uh, close games in the tournament and probably some upsets as well. Yeah, you mentioned South Portland thinking they had a possible state title last year. Uh, one of the people they graduated, Megan Graff, is now uh, starring yeah. at Bates. Um, and I, I do say starring. She scored 17 points the other day to help them beat Colby. Uh, so clearly that team had some significant talent last year, and they're still obviously they reloading their talent this year as well. So we'll see if they can actually you know break through this time. So Yeah, it's great to see Megan doing well. She's a great kid and a great basketball player. You know, she and Eva Mazur were the big departures for South Portland. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, you know, you still got uh, Maggie Whitmore leading the way. Yep. Uh, you got Jenna Leckie, uh, Katie Whitmore. And really, the thing with South Portland, is, especially the other night against Wyndham, I mean, they were bringing kids off the bench that probably would start in a lot of programs that mm-hmm. really contributed. So that adds to their depth, and it just, it's going to make them that much tougher to beat. You know, you look at Gorham, and the book on Gorham is if you can somehow neutralize Holmes, you have a chance to beat them. I think with South Portland, you can't really look at one person right. limiting them. Although, they, you know, on the flip side, they don't really have anybody that can put up, you know, 27 points and 17 rebounds. 
uh, you know, average game for like like Mackenzie Holmes does. So, uh, you know, different styles there, and it'll be very interesting to see when they, when those two teams do play. Uh, you know, and then Scarborough's got a, a ton of girls who can score, and they're playing with a lot of confidence. So that's why that region, I think, is so interesting right now. Well, Michael, I know you're a big-time Patriots fan. Yeah. Playoffs this weekend, how are you feeling about the matchup with the Chargers? Well, you know, I, the, the Chargers were probably my third choice of the three possible <laughs> teams they could have played. I, the, the Texans would have been my first choice, and I think we saw why. Um, and then I think the Ravens, even though the, they have some history with the Pats that isn't very favorable for New England, I think, you know, obviously they were pretty limited on offense. And, you know, the first time Belichick would have gone up against Lamar Jackson, I would have liked my chances there. Yeah, I mean, this is going to be a battle. I mean, I, I wouldn't be surprised if the winner of this game, you know, goes on to the Super Bowl. Um, I think it's going to be tough. I really do. I think that Philip Rivers is going to, he's going to, I don't, I, the Pats have to get to him somehow, and, and they just don't inspire a lot of confidence in me with their pass rush. So I think, you know, they're going to score points. And then uh, on the offensive side of the ball, I, I'm afraid that uh, Brady's going to be running for his life a lot of the game. I hope I'm wrong. I think it's going to be a tough one to win. I really do. I, I think the Chargers have a great shot to come in here and win. And they're not a typical road team. I mean, they, they have a lot of confidence. Um, they, are, they really are a team without a home. So, that, you know, I think they're mentally tough. And uh, it's not a great matchup for the Pats, certainly not in this round. I mean, this is usually an, an easy win for the Pats this round, and uh, that's not going to be the case. I hope they find a way to survive it, but I think it's going to be tough. What is this, Shaughnessy says? This is the usually the tomato can round. Right, and it's not this year, not even close. So, you know, it, it would be great if the Patriots could find a way to win and Indy could upset Kansas City and they get to be home next week and, <laughs> uh, you know, get, get to revive that uh, that rivalry. And like, uh, you know, Ballard said with the Colts, the rivalry's back on, and it, it indeed would be. But, uh, you know, nothing's come easily this year, and I'm, I'm guessing that's not that's probably going to continue into January as well. So if they're home next week, you going down there or what? Oh, I don't know. I mean, if they are home, sure, I would entertain the, uh, the, the opportunity. I, I would, I, I'll, I'll be thrilled if they're playing next week. I oh, yeah. When I watch it, you That'd know, be great. I, I, if they can make it to an eighth straight AFC Championship game, you know, with, with with a team that's not a vintage great Patriots team, you know, this in some ways would be one of the more impressive feats. Yeah, for sure. And then we talked a lot of basketball in your coverage area. Obviously, you're covering a lot of hockey as well, though. What's going on in terms of hockey right now in, in, in the forecasters' coverage area? Well, I think, you know, clearly the best boys and probably the best girls teams in the state are in Lewiston. Uh, but on the boys' side, Greeley is excellent uh, down yeah. here. and They lost by a goal in overtime in the state final last year to Old Town Orono. Right. Uh, they, have, they haven't lost anyone this year. I think they're going to be the team to beat in Class B. And, you know, it, presuming they stay healthy, I really like their chances to go all the way. And your Class A South is very interesting because there's not a clear favorite down here. Uh, you know, looking at, look at the heels, and most of these teams are right around 500. Uh, you know, Portland Deering found that Scarborough, Biddeford, the defending champ, uh, you know, one of these teams I think is going to put it together here in the second half of the season and go on a run and, uh, you know, be pretty tough to beat come March. But I don't know who that team is yet. They really haven't emerged. And, uh, you know, they're not, there might not be the great teams down here, and you've got a couple up there. Uh, but I do think that, you know, you'll see those teams improve here in the next few weeks. And it's just a question of who that's going to be. And a lot of these teams are going to be squaring off against each other. So, It'll be an interesting uh, few weeks to see how that shakes out. For sure. He's Michael Hoffer. He's the sports editor of The Forecaster. Find it online at theforecaster.net. You can follow Michael on Twitter at F-O-R-E Sports. So at 4Sports on Twitter. Michael, thanks so much for joining us here today on The B-List. Always good to talk to you guys. Go Pats.